Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. even remember who this is is this gloria estefan uh it may be i was trying to think i was this song in three men and a baby maybe i can't remember swing out sister is the name of the group Pre-chorus. Great 80s song. Was it in the movie? I'm trying to find out. I do not know. Bad Boy by Miami Sound Machine. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because they do kind of have that Miami Sound Machine vibe going on. Who was in Swing Out Sister? Hold, please. Where'd you go? There you go. Breakout. No, Breakout Song. Andy Connolly, Corinne Drury, and Martin Jackson. British band released in 1986. 
the number four position in the UK in the autumn of 1986, rose to number six in the Billboard Hot 100 in the US, and number one in the adult contemporary in the US in 1987. It also resulted in a Grammy Award nomination for Best Pop, Vo- Pop Vocal Performance by a Duo or Group. She's got a great voice. She wrote this song while recovering from a fractured skull in an equestrian accident. That's bizarre. Great song. Great song. Great song. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, we're fixing cars. Not anymore. Uh, I have a nice one. It doesn't break anymore. No, no. I'm not I take that back. Actually, I had to have the infotainment system replaced because it was flaking out on me. Mm-hmm. But I bought a warranty and I didn't have to mess with it. Fuck. <laughs> so I came to fixing cars kind of late in life. Because the first car I ever did anything mechanical on was my CRX. Which is really sad because I really could have used all that knowledge when I owned my Triumphs. That would have been good. Although I was trying to do some work on the Triumphs. I had one of those, not like floor jacks, but like the little piston jacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, trying to get my tire off of my Spitfire. I put it under a you know, what I thought was a solid chassis member. Oh, no. <laughs> Poked right through it. I was like, oh, we got some rust issues on this bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't long after that when I sold that thing. I, that, that Spitfire. I'm not quite sure what broke off of the rear end, but at the end, if I accelerated, the back of the car would go to the right. And oh. when I decelerated, it would come back to center. Oh, it was it, it was not good. That's that's usually um uh your attachment points for your rear axle have um, yeah, probably <laughs> failed on you. <laughs> probably from jumping railroad tracks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, my my uh, my 87 CRX was the first car I ever really worked on and it was like um it was the husband of a guy. I was working at this little lunch place, and then the husband, the the lady who owned it, her husband, they had this nice little farm, kind of out East Canton Way. And he, uh, I was telling him I needed an oil change. I was taking it. He's like, "Fuck, don't take it in. Just do it yourself." I'm like, "I don't know how." He's like, "Oh fuck, okay." So we got some oil. We got some. Oil. Showed me how to do an oil change on the car. I'm like, well, "Dude, that's easy." And then I bought the Haynes manual for that car and it was, it was all over with, man. It's like I did, well, I was dumbass and snapped the timing belt at about 130,000 miles on that car. That's a fun job. Yeah. Hondas have a zero clearance engine. So when you snap the timing belt, the little valves that are in the down position stay down. The pistons, however, keep coming up and they bump into them and they bend them and, 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 and badness ensues. And I was not in a, I didn't have any money. You know, I 
you know, married and everything, but you know, it was it was did not have the money to give it to a shop. So bought myself a Haynes manual. Had it in the garage, started taking shit off the car, took the entire head off the thing and figured out how to take the valves out of the head and found the one, you know, put a square up to them and figure out the ones that were bent. And I think I had to buy three or four valves for that car. That was a 24 valve, right? Or 16. No, it was a three to 12. Just one big exhaust to two intake or yeah, it was just, yeah. It was it was a 1.3 liter normally aspirated. It, it wasn't even fuel injection back then. That they were still building carbs on those things. Mm. See, back then the SI stood for sport and injected. So there was a sport model with fuel injection. It got more horsepower. This was just a regular one. But anyway, so got that whole thing off. Reading my Haynes manual. When you're doing a timing belt, you might as well do the water pump. It's right there. So I did the water pump. No problem. Took the head to a shop where they planed it off. I'll tell you what, the worst part of that job was scraping the head gas material off the bottom end of the engine. Ah, that took forever. Like you're using every tool you can find, razor blades and whatever. Oh, God, I hated that part. The only thing I really did not know how to do at that point in time, because I was still kind of new to fixing stuff, was how to top dead center everything. Uh oh. Well, and I knew I didn't know. They have how to marks. Do I see. I. It's the first. My very first car repair was pulling the head off a fucking engine <laughs> and doing all this work. There's the one thing I could not. The Haynes manual did not have clear instruction for this. Whatever. So put everything back together. Had it towed to a garage and said, it needs top dead centered. And they did it. And a day later, I had my car and it ran. So that was my first big, but it was, it had, it, it took me a week or so because I was all hand tools in a small garage, you know, no good lighting. It, it took a hot second on my own. And I'm all the way down Canton. You know, everybody know that's got garages and tools and shit all the way up in Akron. So, that was that was my first big one um oh and then i I had to work on that car second time because the clutch was going Ooh, i love doing clutches go on the clutch was going and i i all of a sudden realized my back tires the the cords were showing on the inside of the, on the, on the tires. The outside had plenty of tread. So it was like all splayed out because the shocks were done. The springs were done. So I'm taking apart the club. And and thankfully on those old ones, there was no, like you just lifted the car up and there's the engine literally lift the car up enough. You take the, the, transmission out and just drop it under the car and change your stuff out it was kind of nice um wow i've never had a clutch that easy but go ahead oh and and none of them are anymore but um so i'm taking this all apart and everything now fortunately this was in carl's garage in his first house in copley 
and across the street Ooh, was the Rudy. Big house, the big house. Yeah, not the big house, not the one with the. That was his second house. This oh, was that's the one right. on. This was on a Clover off of Carl Drive. But Rudy, who's really into cars, lived right across the street. Thank goodness. He walks in. He's looking at me. He's like, um, you trying to get to the gearbox or the clutch? I'm like, clutch? He's like, I think you're taking off the bolts for the gearbox. And if you take it off, they might all fall out and you'll be effed in the B. Whip out my book, flip through it. Oh, crap. You're right. All those bolts back. Start working on these bolts way over here. <laughs> got that all off. Got actually a kind of a not a race clutch but a, a more heavy duty clutch for that car and then get off my keyboard ass stupid cat then i had to get the shocks off of that car and the bolts just did not want to come off and pretty soon i got a big old pipe on the breaker oh, no. bar snapped them bolts right off <laughs> Yes. So I took it up the road. It must have been. It was probably. It was probably. I didn't take it to. I don't. I don't think he had the garage there. I just took it up the road. They literally just like took a, a, you know, plasma torch and cut the bottom of the shock off and kind of splayed it out. So I had to drive home. Back to Carl's. Excuse me. Well, no, the shocks were on the car, but they were resting on the pins <laughs> so one good bump all right cat's gotta go get so there's resting there. one good bump and they would have fallen off the car and badness was but i made it back took them all off cut the new shocks on put the new springs on unfortunately i was i did shocks that were kind of like racing shocks and they supposedly had where you could dial in softness and whatever they were way too harsh they were way, way too harsh shocks. They were definitely meant for a racetrack, and the springs were even harder. So that car just rode. It, it rode hard, but you could do a little bit more cornering. It was kind of fun, but it was it was a little rough after that. I that was my first big bunch of work. I've done. Uh, I've I've done a lot of my modifications in my life um thinking that it was gonna make life better mm -hmm. um but we'll get to that so that what was, was your so so when did you first learn to work on because like i said this was i learned to work on my 87 crx so it might have been like 1989 or 90 when okay. i first kind of learned how to work on cars in any capacity so what was your kind of first introduction to how to fix something on a car? Probably 1984. I, well, my mother won a moped in <laughs> a raffle. Sweet. And I was four, 14. Perfect. Um, so Alas got gets the moped scott treats moped like dirt bike <laughs> so everything on it 
ended up having to be replaced. So I learned a lot about centrifugal force, clutches, and uh, stuff like that from the moped. Now, that wasn't my first bad (laughs) moment. My first bad moment was with my father. I was helping him do brakes on a car. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Burke Burke knows my dad. My dad is a... uh, Engineer type. Yeah, he's a very interesting fellow. Um, Was, I mean, but... Yeah. So, my father asks for a crescent wrench, and I take him a pair of channel locks. (laughs) And as I turned around, I felt in the back of my head a pair of channel locks that he threw at me and said, get me the right fucking tool. (laughs) And I proceeded to learn my tools at that point in time. This one? No. This one? No. This one? Yes. Okay. Now, my, my dad was... A great guy to everyone else but his own kids. <laughs> <clears throat> so, travel on down through life. I've done my own brakes. I've done everything to every car I have. I go into the Navy and I buy an Isuzu pickup truck. Mm. And a la Isuzu pickup truck. I drive for a very long time. And in 1995, I think it was, 95 or 96, uh, I I was having, um, I had to replace the head. Okay. Valves were knocking. There was no way to it. They weren't adjustable. Really? So it was just to the point of where I had to take the head off and replace the valves. I drove that car like a race car. (laughs) Oh, shit, that reminds me. I actually helped my dad do a valve job on his old Toyota pickup truck in California. So I must have been like 12 or 13. Hmm. So I actually had seen the operation, which thank God, because then I was doing it on my Civic years later. But yeah, I I totally forgot about that. Well, let's let's get into this. (laughs) The the valve cover was a solid quarter inch piece of aluminum. Damn. That had hex screws holding it in. Yeah, it was, Isuzu was weird. But you have to remember, most of Isuzu's engines were diesels. So Mm. when they changed their engines to the naturally aspirated uh, gas engine, they still used the beefy, you know, (laughs) solid (laughs) aluminum 
plate over the valve train and all that stuff. I sat for two days at my house with an Allen set, a T-bar Allen set, just about everything. Couldn't get it off. Oh, no. Drove over to Carl's. Carl and I wrenched on it for two days. Carl finally looked at me and said, I've got a guy. (laughs) He's got a shop. So, needless to say, we hadn't taken anything apart, so the engine still ran. So we drove it over to the guy's shop. I'm like, gonna take a I'm gonna take a stab in the dark. Uh-huh. Were they backwards threaded bolts? Hang on. <laughs> so we get to the guy's shop. And he looks at it. He's like, hmm. All right. Four hours with an impact gun breaking two bits snap after about after that amount of time he turns looks at me and goes you're gonna have to drill those out well I've never done that. Do you want to do it? He said, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're guaranteed to crack the head when you do it. (laughs) I went, what? Yeah, yeah, you're fucked. Drive it till it blows up. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my first working on a car. Myself, by myself. Now, I did work on cars before that. I worked on, oh, let's see, a Mini. (laughs) I thought you had cars that you worked on, like cars you owned. Oh, I did. I did brakes. I I can rebuild a carburetor. I I can, I mean, I changed out a a Dana 9-inch rear end. One time, so um, crap! I forgot. I rebuilt the TR6's carbs, the Mm. SU, no, the Strombergs, the worst ones. See, oh, this show was all. I purposely forgot about that. This this show was all about the worst. Have you ever? I wasn't. I was not going to talk about replacing the clutch in the Chevy Monza that I had for three, ladies and gentlemen, three weeks, three weeks. And I took that car and on 162 out by Lodi, there are train tracks that go, there's a hill that goes up to the train tracks that it goes across the train tracks and goes back down. And I mean, it is steep as all get out. I had Jonathan Morningstar in the car with me and I don't care about saying his name because uh, 
I, I haven't talked to him in 40 years. I don't care. Um, 30 years, sorry. Um, plus, he was macking on my girlfriend. I really didn't like that. <laughs> Anyways, so we're we're in my Chevy Monza, and we're doing about 75 miles an hour down 162. And I forgot the train tracks were there. <laughs> Three week old cart with car with a brand new clutch that I put it was a racing clutch. The Chevy Mons is a light car. It's like the weight yeah. of a triumph. But the damn thing had a V eight in it. <laughs> so I hit the train tracks at right about seventy miles an hour. And as we are flying through the air, I look down and there's a cop car beneath us <laughs> we land and i keep control but all of a sudden i have no drive and i'm like damn i think the clutch went out <laughs> and, and a low police officer pulls up right behind me and he was like What the hell you say? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you were above my car. You were 10 <laughs> feet in the air. And I went, it's a big hill. And he went, what were you thinking? And I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm telling you, my car won't drive i think my clutch went out he said it's not your clutch your transmission's back there <laughs> oh you mean the clutch is good oh sweet okay it's new so i don't have to replace that <laughs> after my 450 dollar ticket <laughs> We we got it towed back to the house and um we we opened up the hood and every rod blew through the bottom of the engine. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> and and what what's what's the first thing my dad says? Well the freeze plug stayed in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for small favors. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was absolutely hilarious because I was probably 17, 18 years old. And uh, I got out of the car and I looked backwards and I'm just seeing parts. <laughs> like, There's my transmission. There's my drive shaft. <laughs> hey, those were new U bolts. <laughs> Pick those up. I'm gonna use those. Uh, got that car for free from my brother. <laughs> um, Needless to say, you didn't fix that back up, did you? No, 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 no. That was a. That was a lost cause. <laughs> kind of like the Omega. 
No, I, I got the Omega when I was 16 before the Monza. Mm-hmm. And I, I hadn't really started working on cars yet. And I let my brother borrow it. And I came outside to go to school and I go out front and the front grill is gone. It's a 1976 uh, Chevrolet Omega. It's got like two plastic. Osmobile. Osmobile Omega, sorry. Um, It's got two plastic pieces, kind of like the Cutlass. Looked almost like a BMW. Um, And the two plastic pieces were gone, and my radiator was hissing. And I was just like, what? I, I just let you borrow my car for the night to go to Brunswick. And so I hop in my car to go to school and there's a fucking deer head <laughs> sitting in the middle. He, he had hit a deer and stuck it inside the car and left the head on the armrest. Like, like, like reverse. This was when we knew my brother had a drug problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. So uh, I, I didn't I didn't work on that car, but I did work on a mini. I rewired an entire mini. Yes. I I, I helped. I remember and, and it was it was painful. Yeah, I, I I remember turning and looking at Carl and going, Fuck the damn stereo. You want it to run, don't you? <laughs> I I remember it was that headliner piece that had a he had a CB and a radio. Yeah, he, and he, and you were sticking so many wires into that that plastic uh, plug adapter th- and like and like these like there's cables and cables and it's like like something that would hold up the golden gate bridge where the cable stuck into this little plastic adapter. It's like, it just, it won't, there's no room. It won't fit. I'm like, dude, you've got too much shit. Like you only have one battery and you need three for all the crappy in this car. And I, I mean, all right, there was the CB, there was the radio, there was something else. Oh, he had all the he had the lights that he was adding so I had to add that switch plate. Mm. So you've got this five button switch plate and all this stuff and he wanted, he wanted me to install a starter button in that no, no. in that five panel switch plate so that it was more like a race car. And I'm, I'm seeing her going these things were not built for all this stuff, but it's not the Mach five. It's a mini. The reason that you can't hear anything when you're inside of it is because they built it that way. <laughs> There's not supposed to be a radio in it. <laughs> you're not going to hear it. <laughs> what? 
the hell do you need a CB for? <laughs> uh, now, now, that was a hell project just because Carl was involved. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'd start adding stuff as you were trying to. No, stop. Stop. Please, stop. <laughs> stop. I'm going to get the car to start. And I'm going to get the headlights on. That's all you need. Now, I don't know if you've had a severe headache car yet. I mean, besides the the Triumph counted as a severe headache, but you didn't know how to fix it at that point in time. Yeah. Did you ever have a severe headache car? No, I've never had a horrible... I mean, one of the... Let's see. What I was working at the Honda store when Honda was still up front. So this had to be 99, 2000, maybe 2001. And Jim Hatfield, who was one of the finance guys, and he's related to the Hatfields of Hatfield McCoys. Okay. Oh, fabulous. He's a good old boy. Yeah. Just a um, good old boy. Yeah. So somebody trades in this late 80s early 90s jeep cherokee with a bad engine and he decides we're going to turn it into a mutter so we drive this jeep cherokee from a starting point in i don't know where the hell he was he lived in magnolia i think which is way south of us uh to somebody's house who's got a, a cheap engine to put in this thing all right so he, he decides while we're driving this half hour drive up there about 10 miles away he gives it the beans right it's <laughs> through a rod there's oil everywhere the car is still running this is the jeep that had the straight six okay which could run on three cylinders if it had to it right. was a tank engine. It was unbelievable. That's like that BMW engine. Except reliable. And um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's drinking right out of the bottle. Oh, dear God. <laughs> we get into this place, <laughs> park it. And it's all outdoors, you know. It's like we have this kind of outdoor garage thing going on. We let that thing set and get the new engine ready. And we're, you know, we're getting it all done. It was like an hour or two later. So we go back to this Jeep and we're like, oh, we're going to have to push this thing uphill to get in the garage. We're like, let's see if it starts. Oh, like, no. It hasn't run, it hasn't had any oil for, you know, 15, 20 miles. And it was already hot, and it, it blew out all the oil, and there's chunks of, you know, engine all strewn. <laughs> Fires right up. <laughs> Back it right up. I was like, damn. <laughs> Pull it into the shop and everything. Now, pulling the engine out was truly a pain in the butt. Now, we took the hood off. We, you know, we're taking everything off. It, it, it was, everything fought us because it was, you know, the 200,000-mile Jeep everything was rusted it was just you know like 
you didn't want to break bolts off, but you ended up having to, or like, ah, oh, we'll, we'll fix it in post, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. It, that one, it, it was, it was an all day affair. And then they came back another few days later and then finished it off or anything. But that, that it was fun, but oh, that, that engine fought us every inch of the way. It was hilarious. So yeah, that was that was an interesting that was an interesting one. We got it running, and we took it down to Southern Ohio. We we put bought these retread mud tires. We cut the top off, and kind of welded in this. It wasn't a car part exactly. It was more like a uh, maybe something you use to dry your clothes with outside kind of thing <laughs> welded that in there so it was kind of a convertible <laughs> this was the most redneck thing you've ever seen in your life it was great we took it mud and we had a blast an absolute blast speaking of convertibles <laughs> my brothers my brothers um Decided that, and this is, I'm a child again, 18. Okay. They decided that Ooh. they were going to get into car restoration. So the first car they bought was a Ford Pinto. <laughs> a Ford Pinto that had... A 351 in it. <laughs> the next car they bought. Because <laughs> that one never ran. A, no, it ran. Oh, they what bought, happened to it? They bought that to mutate it into the 1965 Ford Mustang. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Now, the 1965 Ford Mustang was a hardtop, but they had aspirations of making it a convertible. No. No. Oh, God, no. Secondly, a 351 Windsor does not fit <laughs> into a Ford Mustang. <laughs> So, what do we do? There's like a little 286 or something like that in the Mustang. And it's was it a it, V6 it, or a straight six in the Mustang? It was a V6. Uh, well, maybe it was a straight six. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Needless to say, let the cutting begin. <laughs> God. So, to get the Windsor in, or to get the Cleveland in there, they have to cut part of the support beams. Oh, God. To make it fit. So, they cut all that out. They stick an engine in. They hook everything up. 
All of a sudden, they realize they need to beef up the rear end because the engine's much, much stronger. So they put a, I don't know if it was a Dana, but they put a Ford 9-inch rear end in. Beefier. Hmm. <clears throat> Started that puppy up. Vroom, vroom. And every time they revved it, the entire car twisted because they <laughs> cut all the supports out. <laughs> Hence the fact that you have two cars going to the junkyard now. The oh, Ford God. Pinto that you tore up and the Ford Mustang. Uh, two days later, there's an Opal GT <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> And my dad is standing there screaming, get it the fuck out. Get it the fuck out. I think sat in that garage for three months. Nobody touched it. I was like, why aren't we working on this car? Well, you can't get parts for it. <laughs> it's an opal, you idiot. <laughs> like, what the hell are you going to do with it? They got cool flip-up headlights, though. Yeah. <laughs> You, you, you gotta you gotta give it to car manufacturers that had flip up headlights. They were the bomb, man. They were they were they were awesome. I mean, Testarossa, three hundred eight Ferrari, the Opal, uh, oh, Triumph TR seven. Um, now, the, oh God, what else? Now the Porsche nine twenty eight didn't have flip up but they had well they flip flipped up. out yeah. yeah flip out yeah, i mean I, all, all, all the, the original mr2 the 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 ferrari daytona no the daytona's had the fixed ones the 308s the bb oh that's 12s right. um lamborghinis uh yeah just all the cool cars had flip up headlights they were awesome but anyway we digress, Hang on, which Fer we do often. The Ferrari Daytona does have flip-up headlights. Mm, the GT California did not, but... Uh, here, here, here. I can show you because I'm good like that. Oh, Ooh. that one. Oh, shoot. I am so sorry. You are correct. Yes. Flip-up headlights. Although there was that mod where they would make the front grill clear. Yeah. They have headlights behind it. They had that mod, which was uh, right there. The world's fastest Ferrari. Uh, you guys are high. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I've got to get into this. I got to... Because this is what started this whole thing. Well, first off, the fiasco with the damn BMW. I'm I'm already wrenching on it myself. I'm pissed off about that. You have three minutes. Can you do this? Worst purchase I ever made. But also the best purchase I ever made. Okay. 1999 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Pretty solid car. Mm -hmm. 
pretty. Had that same straight six in it. That was a that was a solid engine. I had the V8. Oh. Yeah, I think it was a three point seven liter V8. Hmm. Or four okay. four point seven. It was a beefcake, man. I I I still have the car. Um I get eleven miles to the gallon. <laughs> it's good, right? It's four wheel drive, all wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess what brake pads cost for that thing? Do they make them is the question. Oh, they make them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me guess. Fifty dollars a set? Uh, 120 <laughs> they're this fucking big <laughs> like the gmc truck brake pads or something so one day we're in las vegas and we're driving back from las vegas we get to the top of railroad hill over by uh over by the Hoover Dam, oh. and traffic's backed up. It's 100 degrees outside. And all of a sudden, I start seeing steam pouring <laughs> out of my engine. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? So I pull off to the side. I let my car cool down, let the traffic back down. Don't have a problem again. Start driving around Dallas. It becomes summer. 110 my car's overheating every day and i'm like fuck i i've got to fix this so i find a split hose i'm like oh there you go there's there you go i go replace the hose very next day overheat what the hell so I look at the radiator. Their radiator's outside surface is made out of plastic. Excuse me? What do you think plastic does when it's blasted with steam from a radiator hose that has a hole in it for three months? Let me think about this. Um, melty, melty? Oh, thank you. thank you (laughs) a one day project turns into a seven day project because I'm like fuck it I'm replacing the radiator I'm replacing the water pump I'm replacing all the hoses oh god and you got the V8 so you got no room none and the radiator the front of it, the fin tubing and all that, uh-huh, all that aluminum, uh-huh. that's sharp as shit. Oh, yeah. I, I have sliced fingers on radiators. Oh, yeah. It's, it's bad. My hands, the back of my hands were torn up so badly Ugh. and cut up for a week straight. It took, it took us three days just to do that job. Yeah. Now. Now let's top it off with with my fabulous Jeep that leaks oil like a sieve because I just don't want to spend the time to replace the head gasket. Let's talk about driving in Texas. 
with no air conditioner because it died. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the old type of AC that you cannot recharge. So what do you do? What do you do, Burke? Do you cut the top off? That's what you do. Yeah. Go and buy a new compressor. Yeah. Go buy a new. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. After replacing the radiator, the water pump, the hoses, I was still losing coolant. Head gasket? Oh, no, it gets better. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. <laughs> we'll conclude this. <clears throat> it gets better. It gets good. Uh, we'll be right back. Yes. <laughs> Hannah Lay. Excuse me? Hannah Lay. I couldn't figure out how to pronounce the Kona beer that I'm drinking right now. <laughs> but it's Hannah Lay. 
And uh, here, uh, passion fruit orange guava IPA. Huh. It definitely has an IPA taste. There, it's very hoppy. Yeah, but that lends itself to citrus. So yeah, um, but it's not like an Irish IPA uh, or an English IPA, where it's just all. It's like you're chewing fucking hops. Oh, just, <laughs> holy cow, man! I'm eating a tree. Um, no, it's got really good flavor. Um, the difference between this IPA and, and most other brands is that this is only 4.5% alcohol. No, so you can drink <clears throat> a few more before you fall down. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, but it's definitely, Ooh, you can taste the passion fruit. No, that's cool. That's really kind of cool. <laughs> I'm kind of digging this. Uh, I've got four, uh, three other flavors to try. Ooh, do you have something new going on? I just grabbed some vodka and um, the uh, the ice drinks. The oh uh, yeah, grapefruit. Yeah, sparkling ice grapefruit. Oh my gosh, to die for! I I almost I almost bought some diet squirt today. I've been drinking Diet Squirt. That's like a staple of my little fridge down here, man. It's almost as good. Oh, I love Diet Squirt with know, vodka. Uh, so good. Or um, gin. Or gin. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. No, grapefruit and gin is the bomb, man. No, gin I am, juice. I am not a gin fan. I, ne- I Gin well, to me tastes don't go like the- medicine. Well, don't go for the London dries. Those are the heavy juniper ones. Go for the aromatics like aviation and um, well, even even the cheap stuff. Um, oh, I can't remember. They've got they've got both styles. You want the lighter style. Um, you'll yeah, enjoy it with beef eaters drives me nuts. Yeah, it, that's a London dry. That's all juniper. It's it's super heavy. It's like it makes a good martini, but. It's about all it's good for, really. Well, that's why I like a vodka martini and not a gin martini, because... I I, like the gin. Like, the original screwdriver was made with gin and orange juice. The original martini was made with gin. I just kind of dig that stuff. (laughs) Anyways, we were talking about my water issue. In my car. With the Jeep, yep. Yeah. The V8. And all of a sudden, uh, I was telling you the air conditioner stops. I fill it back up. First time I've ever done HVAC. I Not- did that on, what did I do that on? Oh, I did that on my 04. Not really. I didn't realize I didn't realize the compressor was going, but I I I, yeah, I bought the can and and, and yeah yeah, not, mm. it's not horrible hard. It's yeah. It, oh, it's not horribly hard to overfill it. It's very easy. To yeah. <laughs> when your pop off valve is going off every thirty seconds, you know that you've overfilled it. It's like I don't have a turbo. What's that noise? 
<laughs> Damn. And still not getting cold. Now I'm like, something's going on here. I finally decide to buy a new compressor, new evaporator, and f- I'll explain that in a second. A new heater core. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. New blend doors. Oh, fuck. In a Jeep that is all computer controlled as far as the climate. Two full days in the shop down in Houston. It took me. To take everything out. You have to take out the entire dashboard. Dashboard, most of the steering column. Oh, no, the steering column comes out. But it comes out in one piece. Just make sure that you have the power disconnected. Otherwise, the airbag goes off. (laughs) Did we do that? Did we blow our airbag? No. No, didn't blow my airbag, but it took me two days to get the entire interior ripped out of the Jeep, as well as the compressor, blah, 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 blah. And guess what I found out? What? Hmm. My water coolant leak was a leaking heater core. Oh, God. So you got rust in your floor pans, basically. just a little soft spot in a few places at least you live in dallas you don't have to worry about a lot of rain coming up through the or snow or 94 days 47 minutes just letting you know oh god um so yeah it takes me almost a day and a half to take everything out. So I'm putting everything back together inside the engine. Easy as shit. All that stuff was quick as hell. You know, putting the belt back on, changing out the compressor, redoing the high pressure line, the low pressure line. I'm like, dude, this is simple as shit. This is going great. This is fucking awesome. Then comes the blend doors <laughs> and the blend door motors, which the blend door motors, they don't tell you that you have to put power to them to get them to move to the correct position. Cause you can't just spin them. <laughs> so I hook everything up, blah, 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 all that. Another day and a half, I put everything back together. My Jeep looks beautiful. I'm like, damn, I did a good job. I did a hell of a job. I start the car up. I put my hand up next to the vent. It's blowing ice cold air. I'm like, oh, that is so nice. I get in the car. I start to drive home. And all of a sudden, I hear a click, click, click. Click, click, and there's a 150-degree heat. 
coming out. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I don't want this. 95 degrees outside. And I can't turn the heat off. Oh, God. Now, I will say this. That Jeep has never had such great heat since I replaced <laughs> the heater core. But this is a wrong damn state. <laughs> Why can't you do this in Ohio, you son of a... Hopping fit. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, mm. so back to the shop right after no 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 i went and bought a bmw yeah <laughs> but you still have the jeep i still have the jeep it's still sitting over there it hasn't i i haven't driven it in six months <laughs> but it's there why don't you sell it there's some good old boy down there going to take it off road. You know that to show. Just a good old boy. <laughs> Put some big old muddy tires on this, yeah. <laughs> I should, uh, yeah, I should just do that. Honestly. Uh, buy, buy some big ass 30 inch rims and. There you so, go. Hey, got a mutter. <laughs> Got a mutter here. Come on. He's got a V8, baby. I I forget who I was. I was doing brakes on somebody's car. The one it was a Porsche. No, really. Have you ever seen the brakes on Porsche? Audis, yes. Porsche, no. Porsche has like six different springs. That do different things to hold the brake pad in place, separate the pistons so that there's no friction when you're driving. Oh, they actually do that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's but the they're pain in the ass. Well, here's what I learned about the brakes that I was working on. And I can't remember if it was a Porsche. I'm pretty sure it was a Porsche that I was working on. A friend of mine from the Navy um, wasn't like a extravagant thing, um, but when you go to change the brake pads on it, everything breaks. <laughs> like all the springs, all of the bolts. For some reason, Porsche brakes get really hot. Can't imagine why. I have no clue. My Triumph brakes never got that hot. <laughs> but then again, my Triumph didn't go fast. <laughs> <laughs> never had to slow my Triumph down from 150 miles an hour because it couldn't go 150. It was like three days to do brake pads because we would break something and we'd go down to the to the Porsche, Porsche dealer, dealer and <laughs> because that's the only place that you can get Porsche parts was the Porsche dealer and it was the Porsche dealer in Akron over in West Akron there yeah yeah oh god 
So we go over from Medina and and uh, pick up a couple springs, go back to Medina, mm-hmm. break something else, come back to Akron, pick something up some more bolts and springs, something like Medina. 70, 70 bucks in 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 springs. <laughs> He's got off light. What the hell? (laughs) So then we get everything, everything put together, and he he gets this funky noise as we're driving down the road. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So he takes it to the Porsche shop. This is after you've busted up all your knuckles for, (laughs) for three days. He calls me up the next day, and he's like, you forgot to put the silencer pads in. So what the fuck's a silencer pad? <laughs> well, that's why it was making noise. What the fuck's a silencer pad? American cars don't have that shite. <laughs> we built that into the brake pad. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I've worked on some bad cars. Bad cars. But guess what? I'm still looking for either a Triumph TR6 yeah. or an MGB. Yeah. Those are the I two have, cars I, have, I want. I have one other car that I had an issue with. Excuse me for a second. And it was my wife's first CRV. I had done a timing belt on my 87. CRX, I'd done a timing belt on my 94 Civic, so I was fairly well-versed. I knew that I had to get the, there's a special tool. It's like this big 32 mil kind of bolt thing, and it's got an armature off of it, and you stick it on the 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 hub there, you know, and it snugs against the body so that you can actually undo the bolt. Right. You got to do, you know, so all that kind of stuff. No, I had to do all that. Now, the problem with the CRV was it was a bigger, it was like a 2.4 liter engine stuffed in this little bay. And there was like a couple inches of room between the wheel well and all the shit I had to work on. It was really a like, I yeah, bruised, bloody knuckles and everything. Got everything on top, and I now knew how to top dead center an engine. Got it all. Yeah, I'm good. Can't get the tension or detention. Oh shit! I'm like doing everything. Like I took it for the first test drive. It drove out the driveway fine. Drove up the street fine. Give it some gas. All of a sudden, it's bogging down. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I realize the tensioner isn't holding tension on the belt. So the bottom of the engine is getting a little ahead of the top of the engine. It's losing power. I'm like, and I messed with it for hours. I I just gave up. I drove it to work all back roads at 25 miles an hour. (laughs) I guess that's really all the fat. It took me a while to get up to 25. And it's it's Canton to Akron. It's not a short trip. It took me like 45 minutes, which normally only takes me 17 on the highway. Right, get up to work. And I'm like, I can't do the tensioner. Fix it, please. You know that was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Everything that's, else is perfect. I can't that, get the tensioner. That's that's 
that's like the ultimate defeat though it, it's yeah. like you spend <laughs> right. all these hours working on a car and all of a sudden you're like that one tiny piece won't work i've got to take it to the shop <laughs> and it's like you're sitting there going i'll yeah i'm not gonna work on cars ever no, again i'm i'm done i'm out i'm out then you pay $500 to have brakes put on a Toyota and you go, I'm going to work on cars. We're well, working cars again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> I remember Not- trying to take my, my daughter's uh, 2000 uh, Toyota. It wasn't a, what's the, the bigger one? The, not the Avalon, the camera. The, yeah. Camera. She has 2000 camera. I got her. I'm going to get the exhaust fix. And I got this guy up in Barberton, Mike's Mufflers. His his billboard says... I know Mike's Mufflers. No muff too tough. <laughs> <laughs> Little Armenian guy. Great dude. Like, I swear to God, if you live anywhere near Barberton, take your muffler work to him. He's awesome. But I'm driving, I'm driving the car and all of a sudden I'm smelling burning rubber. I'm like, what the hell's going on I pull off i'm looking around i no idea what the hell's going on drive a little further more burning rubber i'm like what the hell's going on realize that the shock and the springs and it sits in this little kind of like flat area that's attached to the shock had rusted away and now the spring had shoved that down and it's pressing on the tire <laughs> so i'm rubbing the tire with this like Oh, this is not good. I drove back. I only made it about six miles away from the house. I drove back at about 10 miles an hour. It was on the right-hand side. I drove the car in the grass, which was wet with dew, so that the tire would stay wet and cool. And I would stop, let it all cool down, drive like a mile, stop, it cooled down. <laughs> that was a pain in the ass. Then I got in the garage, got it up. Threw some new shocks on it. It's all good. And then, then I took it up for Mike to fix the muffler on. That was a bit of a pain in the ass. Ooh. I was kind of surprised. I never worked on the Camry. I never worked on the Toyota products before. Not bad. Like, like if you had to get into the bolts behind the brakes and everything, they had holes. Like they had a real. They had some nice designs that made it friendly to work on. I was I was kind of surprised. So, but anyway. Those are all my hardest car. I mean, other than like trying to put a floor pan into the 57 Cadillac for Carl, uh, having to lift the engine into the blue mini for Carl. I mean, there's a lot of Carl stories in there that are just, you do everything you can and then you just give up and go home. Um, <laughs> Which you couldn't do because you were staying there. They- yeah, you at least had one bonus of stand there, but otherwise it was all hell. I was going to say, there were some perks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, I got to edit that in post. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned shocks, and you reminded me that the Jeep, the first thing I did when I bought it, was put new shocks in front and rear. What does Scott put in? 
High performance shocks? Lifters? Heavy duty lifter shocks. <laughs> Which it probably didn't need. Did oh, it? Dude, dude, I've still got coilovers on the back end. <laughs> that thing sits like this. <laughs> Old <laughs> 70s hot rod with the ass end up in the air. But the front shocks that I put in were uh, off-road heavy duties. And they were so stiff. It it felt like like you'd hit a chuck hole. Yeah. And it was like cartoon. Yeah, that was, that like, was my that was my CRX after I got done with the race shocks. Yeah, that was that was bad. I did like six months after that, I went and bought uh, luxury um, <laughs> touring shocks for the front. <laughs> Put those in. Kristen was like, wow, that's so much better. <laughs> I, I actually drove one of my coworkers from Houston up here to Dallas for a, uh, for a conference. And he's riding in the Jeep and he's like, this is, this, this is wrong. This there, there's, I'm like, no, I just put new shocks in it. They're stiff. <laughs> like there's something broke. He's like, there's something broke. Now, when I went to swap them out again to the, to the touring shocks, mm -hmm. we did find out that the arm on the driver's side was bent like that oh no <laughs> whatever we hit we hit so hard that <laughs> it bent your suspension because the shocks were too hard yeah i was like hmm. that's, not, that's, not my that's not my first shock problem i mean i had, <laughs> I had a nissan maxima with three hundred eighty-six thousand miles on it oh my god great car best car i ever had the, those old Maximas were, they were cool as shit. Yeah, it was, it was the coolest car. It was all leather interior. The leather upheld for 300,000 miles. It was. They had some cool electronics in that car too, for being back in the day. It was kind of fuck amazing. Yeah. I mean, the heated seats, the heated steering wheel, um, all of the infotainment was kick butt in that car. I mean, I got spoiled. I was like, yeah. I'll buy a Nissan again. But then I found out that you could buy that in a Honda or a BMW. <laughs> so, anyways, I was driving from here to Roanoke, Texas, 30 miles. That's it. Right after we had the ice storm. Boo. And shit was starting to melt. So, like, the roads were fine. Bridges, however, had a foot of ice with uh, foot-deep holes in it. Oh, God. That you didn't know were there until you drove on them. So I'm driving since all the... I don't hit a bridge until Grapevine. All the roads are freaking gorgeous. I hit the first bridge. <clears throat> the front driver's side strut immediately comes through the hood. 
<laughs> you're looking at it going, that can't be good. I'm like, damn, this is a really rough ride. <laughs> Might be that strut sticking through the hood. <laughs> what did you do, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> I pierced the toast. <laughs> um, unfortunately, that was a problem that even the welder I had. <laughs> he looked at it and went, no, 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 no. You will fix this? A junkyard. It's like, can't you just put a plate in? No. No. No, no. <laughs> What what are you saying? New car. (laughs) Take a picture of it and wave bye bye. (laughs) For for some reason, I keep cars a long time. That's the smartest way to do cars, unfortunately. Drive Um, them till they drop. That's the way you get all your money out of the car. The problem with my way of thinking is that things fall off your car. <laughs> driving that can be an issue, yeah. I was, I was driving down the road with the Nissan Maxima, just minding my own business. All of a sudden, these cop lights pull up behind me. I'm like, what? I what pull, do I do? Pull over. And uh, the cop's walking up to the car. And he's got something in his hands. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I roll down the window and he's like, sir, your, uh, your rear wing fell off your car. I was just bringing it back to you. <laughs> they were serving and protecting for once. What the hell? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, God. That- I told you the story before about driving the TR6 and the muffler had a bad it had it, it had this quirk where it would fall off. I was with you. Did I have the did I have the tennis shoes in the trunk so I could pick it up and put it in the trunk? Because that's yes! what happened on my first date with my wife. Yes. <laughs> and we literally rode the rest of the way with it going boom. It sounded great, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, it happened more than once. That's why I kept this <laughs> I kept the tissues in the trunk so I could put them on my hand so I could pick up the hot muffler, throw it in the trunks, so I could get it put back on. It would last a couple months, you know, and then we'll fall off again. Yeah, you know, it's quirky that way. Peccadillo. I, I t- it gave it character. I told myself, I, I'm at the age now. I'm going to buy one more car. I'm going to buy it new. I'm never going to worry about a car again. Because I'm at that age. I mean, I can make a car last 20 years. Yeah. Um, and, and shit, after 20 years, I'm either paying someone to drive me <laughs> or I'm sitting in a recliner going, fuck y'all. I'm I done. ain't going outside. Screw that. I done my job. <laughs> uh, I'll sell this house, buy a house up in Putin Bay. 
Um, that that is my ultimate goal now. Yeah, the ultimate goal is to retire on Putin Bay. That's cold as fuck up there. I'm fine with it. I'm. Yeah. F- I, I, I skate across Lake Erie to go get groceries. Screw that. I have lived in the heat of Dallas, Texas for 23 years. I'm done with the heat. (laughs) Give me the fucking cold. (laughs) All right. That was, that was our, our list of fun guys. Our things we talked about. Hang on. There we go. Put that there. Put that there. Button pushing happening. Hold on. Hold, please. A little bit of background music. There you go. Um. Yeah, we talked about a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Forty-five <laughs> fucking minutes of just us laughing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, literally, I have to. Take him, <laughs> mighty shit. <sighs> <laughs> but it was a fun time. We we picked on some people. We picked on ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Burke and I are not master mechanics. Please do not take anything that we said as uh, the guide Gossible. to life. Yeah, no. Do not believe that everything in the Haynes Manual is true. Um, but the thing is, like... That, the cool thing is like cars as as bad as the electronics are on the new cars the major components are stuff you can do if you want to do your own brake job you can do it well and here's the and other now and now you've got youtube for here's, god's sake here's the other thing that i will tell you um burke talked about the haynes manual haynes manual used to be really good but now that was the Bible for fixing a car. Now you have eBay and every car I have owned, I have gone and bought the service manual, the actual, like I have the Jeep service manual that mechanics have that the mechanics in the Jeep shop use. I have the BMW service manual for my car. They tell you, they tell you online, they tell you at the, the store, all that stuff. Hey, you can't refill your hydraulic fluid for your convertible top. Guess what? Yes, you can. I got me a service manual. Instead of me paying $1,200 to have them fill up four ounces of fluid, I did it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> course i own nothing but hondas and i work at a honda store i have access to all the service manuals i could ever want i have used them too that's why he's a dick (laughs) all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for coming thank you for listening to the davis and davis show i may put this out as just one episode because of the fact that (laughs) we didn't get into cars until the last 45 minutes it's all good, man. So if you want to see this episode, go to davisanddavis.com. Check out all our reviews. Davis and Davis Show. Davis and Davis Show.com. Okay. Yeah. Go to that website. 
<laughs> or, or you can go to the Davis and Davis show.com and buy some merchandise. Another seven shirt. Put me in the twos. Make me win. Oh my God. Um, uh, the vodka kicked in, didn't it? It did. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> All right. On behalf of Tidbit, who has to become our next sponsor. I, I might have to invest in one of those because it does seem kind of cool. Oh, it is the coolest thing, dude. I'll bring, I'll bring it up to Put-in-Bay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have it in the room. We'll have it in the car. I'll have Bob hold it in his lap. <laughs> you do his lap times. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. We've enjoyed doing this show for you. We'll this has been a great show. Y'all have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see you next week. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.